episode number 790, Why So High? You're listening to the official BNI podcast with BNI founder and chief visionary officer, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Stay tuned for networking and referral marketing tips from the man who's been called the father of modern networking, along with suggestions and insights into getting the most from your membership in the world's largest networking organization, BNI. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official BNI podcast. I'm Priscilla Rice, and I'm coming to you from Live Oak Recording Studio in Berkeley, California. And I'm joined on the phone today by the founder and the chief visionary officer of BNI, Dr. Ivan Meisner. Hello, Ivan. How are you, and where are you? I am in Southern California this week. My eldest daughter is having my first grandchild. I'm going to be a granddad. Oh, that's so great. And so I'm hanging out in Southern California so I can be there for her. Uh, I already bought the, uh, it's a, it's going to be a boy uh-huh. and I already bought him uh, shirts that say, don't make me call grandpa. <laughs> okay. And I've got even better ones, but I like that one. Uh-huh. Oh, that's so cute. You're going to have so much fun. Yeah. Okay. So what is this interesting podcast? It has a great title. Why so Why high? Why so high? All right. I'm going to give away some secrets here. Okay. Okay. I mentioned that I am teaching leadership at Concordia, and uh, this is one of the this is one of the leadership secrets that I gave away when I was teaching the young men and women at Concordia University about leadership and about um, managing and working with people and, in, and inspiring and influencing. Leadership is really about influencing people. And years ago, I began using a technique in my in, in BNI. It was a game changer in dealing with negative attitudes about some issue that might arise within a group of people. And it's a variation of a concept that I learned through discussions with my friend, Dr. Mark McCurgow, who is the author of the Solutions Focus book. And I use this in BNI. I have used it for many years. It's a, it's a secret. I've never shared this with anyone, but it's an incredibly effective technique. You know, it's often human nature to focus on problems. Uh and not the solutions. In fact, many times people seem to fixate on the problems over and over and over again. They focus on them to the point that they become experts on the problem. Mm -hmm. And I've discovered that it's critical that we facilitate a mindset reset with people like this in in any organization to get them to focus on the solutions instead of the problems. For example, when when talking to a group of uh, franchisees or employees or members of BNI, I learned to ask a series of questions about the anxiety that they had on any particular issue. For instance, I might ask a group, particularly a a BNI chapter, what are some of the things that are a concern for you? And sometimes they'll say something like referrals. We're not getting enough quality referrals. Once I knew the problem, I was able to apply the process. And here's the why so high process. First, I would start by telling them that I think I can help them with the solution to this problem. And I'd ask them, I would ask the person who posed the problem the following question. On a scale from one to 10, with one meaning that you're getting no quality referrals at all, and 10 meaning that you're getting more quality referrals than you ever imagined, what score would you give? The problem. 
All right, you with me so far? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, ironically, people to whom I've asked this type of question almost always say something close to a four. They'd say a three or four. So in this example, let's say the person says to me that the score they give the problem is a four. My response to the statement is always, why so high? And when I say that, the person almost always looks totally perplexed and says something like, uh, no, I, I, said it, I said a four. That's low, right? And I respond by saying, yeah, I understand. You said a four, four out of 10. But my question is, why did you say four instead of a three or a two or a one? Name just one thing that made you give it a score of a four instead of something lower. They then offer one positive reason why they rank the problem a four instead of a lower number. Now, and this is really important, I go to someone else. I don't let the person with the complaint control the dialogue. Okay, this is such mm-hmm. a powerful technique. I go to the rest of the room and I say, someone else, give me just one factor for you, just one that is working for you on this issue. Now, if it's at all possible, if you could write this on a flip chart, that's fantastic. So that you get a list. If you don't have a flip chart, write it down on a sheet of paper in front of you. Give me one factor that's working for you on this issue. Then someone else inevitably gives me another factor that, you know, is a reason why it's a four and not a a three or, or a two or a one. And I repeat the procedure over and over again with different people. Each time I write down the answer. Again, preferably on a flip chart, if not on a post uh, on a, a notepad in front of me. Ironically, I almost always, Priscilla, I almost always have someone who says something like, "Well, actually, I don't think I'd give it a four. I'd, I'd I'd give it a higher score. I'd give it like a seven. And I I say, "Great. Why so high?" And they add their thought to the list, which I write down on the flip chart or the notepad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, once I have a fair number of ideas, somewhere between eight and 12, I review the entire list with everyone, stopping on the items that I think are particularly effective and explaining why I believe they are so effective. And at this point, I say something that surprises almost everyone. I say, actually, you guys, I don't think you need my help. I don't think you need my help. You already know what it takes to solve the problem. You've done a fantastic job of outlining almost everything that it takes to overcome your challenge about referrals and to be successful with this very list. And if you do most of the things on this list consistently that you gave me, you're going to create one of the most successful groups we have in the organization. Then I promised to meet with their leadership team after the meeting and I helped them triage the list to prioritize the topics in the order of importance for the group. I have found, Priscilla, that all too often when people are facing a problem, they just focus on the negatives. Mm -hmm. They continue to put their attention on what's not working instead of looking at what is working. The truth is, if we focus on the problems, we just find more problems. However, if we focus on the solutions, we find more solutions. Solutions are what the world needs. We have enough problems. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of sure. problems. It's the solutions. And this technique is, I have found one of the best techniques 
I've ever experienced to get people to focus on how do you solve the problem instead of obsess, uh, how do you solve the problem instead of obsessing about the problem? And by asking people, well, why so high? Why did you give it that score instead of a lower score? They give you a reason, and that reason is a good one. And if you take another good one, and another good one, and another good one, and another good one, you end up having all the answers necessary to succeed. Mm -hmm. The why so high technique is one of the most effective techniques that I've ever used to get people to focus on solutions rather than problems. And this is one of my biggest secrets. I've never shared this publicly. What do you think? I think it's great. It's like reverse psychology, right? That's why it's working. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it as reverse psychology. It might be. I've thought of it as most of you, we individually have the answers. But as a collective, we haven't thought about them. Mm -hmm. And as a collective, if we think about the answers, the sum of the whole is genuinely greater than the individual parts. That's the way I've thought of it. Is, you know, rather than me stand up and tell you what you're, I mean, look, I could stand up in front of a chapter and tell them what they're doing wrong. I've done it before and it didn't go over well. Yeah. Because I'm an outsider telling them what they're doing wrong. That doesn't work. Instead, get people to talk about what, what is working, even if it's not working great, what is working. And if you focus on what is working over and over and over again, then you get the solutions. And that's where the sum of the whole becomes greater than that. Mm -hmm. That's neat. I really like that. It's a great technique. I urge you to, if you're listening to this podcast, to try it, not only in BNI, but try it in your business. Do what I'm talking about. It, it's amazing how incredible it works when you get people focusing on solutions rather than problems. Thanks, Priscilla. You're welcome. Thank you. That's so interesting. Okay, well, this podcast has been sponsored by MeisnerAudioprograms.com. These audio programs will provide you with the tools and the inspiration to powerfully enhance your BNI experience. So check out the great material that's available to you at MeisnerAudioprograms.com and then use the promo code IVAN50 for 50% off of everything. All of the proceeds go to the BNI Foundation. Thank you so much for listening. This is Priscilla Rice, and we look forward to having you join us again next week for another exciting episode of the official BNI podcast.